Hello, and welcome to the Music Teacher Coffee Talk podcast. I'm Carrie. And I'm Tanya. And this is a bonus episode. Yes, it's timely. Yes. And uh, we are stealing our tagline from another awesome music teacher. Yeah. Uh, This is the Wash Your Hands and Don't Be Racist episode. Yes, as inspired by um, self-care song number 13 from Little Upbeat Class on Instagram. If you're not following her, you definitely should. She's fantastic. We'll repost this this sweet video that she... We love your self-help. Yes, they're so cute. Oops, something's beeping. So anyways, we're going to talk today about (laughs) distance learning, remote learning. Yes. Um, What little we know about it. So, yes, stay tuned. Here we go. But we are still going to do some highs and lows just from the last few days. Sure. Yeah, Carrie it's and been quite a roller Carrie coaster. and I have both been back at school this past week. We were um, at the Oak Conference in Portland, Oregon, right. and got home just in the nick of time for. All the things to kind of blow up in the yeah. United States. Can, can we just talk about what this week was, just for a moment? Can we reflect? Yes. So, time change. Let's start with that. Okay, so coming home from Portland <laughs> and arriving between 7.30 and 8 p.m. Um, Denver time, which didn't feel like Denver time right? because of the time change, plus just coming from Portland, coming from another time zone. Right. So there was that. There was that. And then also... Um, it was a full moon this week. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know some people don't put stock in it, but I do. And then it was Friday the 13th yesterday. yesterday. Oh, yeah, we can and talk all about yesterday. But I mean, just being tired coming back from a conference. And then me personally, my student teacher's last day was Monday. So then all of a sudden it was like Tuesday, like, oh, I have to teach. And, <laughs> and I have to teach differently and <laughs> respond to the world. It, right. I'm just saying, this was quite a week. It of was. Us. It was a surreal week. It yeah. was a challenging week, but I have to say that my last couple of days at school were okay and surprisingly, um, I don't know, like, I I appreciate my staff and my students at my home school. Yeah. And when it, when it all was going down on Friday as far as well we're we're closed officially right. on Monday we're going to be doing distance learning in our district yep um and on Friday I was really concerned about kids being very um weird and they were not really right that so anyway if we're going to talk about our highs and lows yeah okay is that yeah. your high um yeah my high is that yesterday all things considered uh the kids we're holding it together pretty well. Honestly, I think that some of them just don't get what's going on. Right. This is unprecedented. Well, yeah. And, I don't think I get what's going on. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and for, you know, and my own children don't really. I keep trying to tell them, when I was a kid, this never happened. No, this, no, is, this is not a normal thing. Quite a thing. And they're just like, yay, we get to stay home. <laughs> yay, we get to stay. Right. My, my son's like, can we sleep in now? I'm like, uh, within reason. Like, yeah. That seems to be paramount in his mind. He's tired. That's well, yeah. Yeah. So my high would have to be okay, and we'll we'll talk about the distance learning. But what I did on Friday was I set up uh, Google, Google Classrooms mm-hmm. for all the st- classes that I had not yet done. Yeah. So fourth grade, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth in my world have already had Google Classrooms. Honestly, the only reason I set up fourth grade the Google Classroom was to put lyrics and some sing along videos. For an upcoming performance, that probably won't happen. Right. But that's what I did a couple of weeks ago for fourth grade. Yeah. So I haven't really been using it with fourth grade. Yeah. But pretty much fifth on up, I have been using it. Um, right. And we've talked about that. And oh, you remember our twenty for twenty? One of my one of my oh, things yeah, was like really learn Google <laughs> Google Classroom. Right. And who knew it was going to be for everybody? Right. Right. So in the midst of setting everybody up in Google Classroom, we had kids bring Chromebooks. To music and my husband, the art teacher, who is across the way. What we did is that we, because um, he, I had to teach him real quick how to set up a Google Classroom, yeah. and um, he did it. Yeah, it's really easy to yeah, learn. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what we did is switch students or switch ourselves halfway through. I'm like, okay, I'll for the first 15 minutes, I'll get my kids on my classroom, and then and you do yours, and then we'll switch places so that we can get them on the other one. You know, so they'll be on art and music. Right. And this, of course, could be done from home, but it's so much easier if they're already a part of the Google Classroom. Right. So I will say that my high would have to be that they most of them did really well. Cool. First graders was a little trying. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't how And are m- they on Chromebooks in first grade or are not, they on iPads for you? No, we don't have a 
a school thing of iPads. Okay. Except for art and music, because Craig right. and I, on purpose, I wanted GarageBand. He wanted some things that can only get on the iPad. Yeah. So we have like 10 iPads okay. that we share, but those aren't going home right. with anybody. Right. So yeah, we, our district, did a really good job of issuing Chromebooks to any kid who needed an online device mm-hmm. when they go home. Yeah. Because our, our district is very serious about like, okay, you need access to the learning, and I'm yes. sure other districts are as well. So my specific high point has to be, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I long set up. I showed this on Instagram, but I'll put this little video in the show notes, and maybe it's only surreal to me just because I'm a older teacher, but like when my second graders were all signing on to the Google Classroom that I created for them, I just threw in my latest video. You know how I've been doing these videos right. of me leading through an opening song because I'm greeting, <laughs> handshaking, um, hugging, or high-fiving, which, yes, I did stop this week. Um, but now I'm just like, look me in the eye and give me a wave. <laughs> <laughs> six feet five. away. No, I honestly did not instill the six feet away. And and some of these littles still came at me and hugged me. Yeah. And guess what? You I did not push them away. No. Whatever. I think I, th- whatever. Okay, maybe later on I'll feel bad about that, but I'm okay with that right now. <laughs> so the second graders, I put one of the videos on there, and they all started playing it. So I'm hearing my voice in, like, you know, uh, 28 canon and seeing my video, and some of these kids started standing up and doing the game. Yeah, and I saw that on you your video. See that? that was so cute, that, like around the computer. Yes, I know. And so on the one hand, I was like, oh, maybe this is how it's going to work at home. Right? Yeah. Maybe they'll be so inspired to sing along and, like, I'm coming at them from a screen. Yeah. But then I also was like, this is just really weird. Yes. Yeah, like, not like, here I am all alone participating with, oh, whatever. We can talk more about how we feel about that. that. But anyway, so that would be my high point is that thinking that, okay, maybe this will kind of work for a short-term thing. Sure. Yeah. What about you? Um, I mean, I had a similar high in that I was really impressed with kind of the response of... Our district, our school in particular. Um, and yeah, we, I just felt like we came together as a community very quickly. And that's a good feeling to have. One thing I'm concerned about, so it's a low, is we had a lot of kids not come to school yesterday for a variety of reasons. We did too. Our attendance rate as it is is very poor at my school, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. But yeah, a lot of kids did not come yesterday. And I know they're being encouraged to come on Monday and pick up their stuff. And so I saw... Like, our principal and assistant principal and coaches really worked well at, like, making piles in the library. So every kid who wasn't there, they've got a little pile, just pick up, ready to go home, Mm -hmm. which is good. Um, But I'm just concerned. I'm concerned that a lot of kids won't ever get their stuff. And then it's kind of like, yeah, I'm going to post these things, but do I really have to grade it? Is How much does this really count? And I think that's a conversation at each building mm-hmm. or each site. But anyways, that part just bums me out because, yeah, part of me is, is like you said, like I like the technology stuff and I like the idea of being able to provide them with some stuff, but it doesn't matter if a third of the kids won't have it. Right, which is what we're looking at, and right we now. can't and we can't go to everyone's to everyone's house no. and make sure that they're being accountable. No, so that's that's my biggest concern with this is just um, accessibility as far as kids not getting their stuff that they needed to get. Um, I will put a shout out again for our district for coming together because another big concern in my school, being a Title One school, is um, food access. You know, so oh, many yeah. kids, but they did set up a, a pick pick up and go food situation for kiddos and families who need that so that makes me happy yes and i know a lot of buzz has been going around about well wi-fi what if they don't have wi-fi what if they don't have internet and it looks like comcast is stepping up to the plate hooray and doing two free weeks of internet i don't know if that's a national thing or local i'm sure it's everywhere but anyways it's got to be everywhere yeah. so if you're in a district where you're worried about those things just know that um there are people who are having the same thoughts and hopefully we'll work that out totally Right, so, so we're gonna um, we're gonna shout out gonna a bunch talk of about things. Yeah, we're gonna talk this about. This is not as well planned as our normal podcast. Can we just say that first of all? Well, I mean, they all sound like this, Carrie. No, but 
<laughs> like we don't have like a, a serious, you know, outline. Do of we things. ever? Yes, uh, okay. we do. Yes, we don't do. Don't sell us short. No, we um, do. We so want to sound share... a little hodgepodgey. That's that's fine. That's life. Editing for us means like putting it online. Um, and we probably should get close to the microphone too. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but I don't want your sp- share your spit. Yeah, it's social <laughs> distancing, Tanya. Yeah. Okay. So we just wanted to give a shout out at some online resources that you may or may not want to include. These are just options. All right. the things we are all navigating through this. Yeah, we are together. Not super experts, but these are things that we've played around with a little bit. Yes, we we hope to provide to you something beyond the random. Uh, music Facebook group, hey, how do I teach now? Question. We, right. we hope to just hone in a little bit on some things that you could include. Sure. All right. So we're going to breeze through these. And I've divided these up through uh, things that require subscriptions, things that don't require subscri- su- subscriptions from right. the student. So some resources that I have used successfully in an online learning environment, mostly with older kids, um, well, Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Isle of Tune is something that requires a flash, and Chromebooks do automatically have a flash. Right. Yeah. For my Mac stuff, I got to on purpose go and, and work with that. Right. But Isle of Tune is um, a fun site where they can go and then they can create their own like landscape and and there's music attached to it. All right. Cute. I didn't know about that one. Yeah. Beepbox is something that I have used. Um, where kids can basically take samples and mix them together um, and that kind of thing, and they can create a composition. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I know a lot of people already know about Incredibox, yeah. where you're layering ostinatos right. with those naked dudes yes. by throwing some <laughs> some outfit and accessories on them. Yes. Yes. And there are ways to make Incredibox into specific assignments. Yeah. And I would like to shout out to Midnight Music, mm-hmm. Katie Wardrobe. She has, uh, well, she has a podcast. She has also has an excellent blog. And I know at one point, oh, and I'll, I'll find this and I'll put it in our show notes. She did talk about specific lessons that you can do with Incredibox. Yeah. Now, a lot of these are required for kids to be in the room. Like I can remember one of her suggestions for using Incredibox is assign kids, different groups of kids to different ostinatos. Okay. Okay. So when this beatbox guy goes on, you know, you stand up or you do this movement or that kind of thing. And then they don't watch the screen. Now that's not going to work in an online environment, Right. but I know that there's other ideas and they can create Incredibox compositions and throw them on YouTube if you want. So those are some things that don't require subscriptions. Right. Yeah, things that do require subscriptions. And more and more of these are offering um, a short amount of time for free in mm-hmm. light of all of the online right. teaching that's going to be going Extended on. Extended free like trials. Sight Reading Factory, okay. which I have paid for in the past just for my own children. Right. And I don't know exactly what the terms are or how long it is, but they are offering right now a free subscription my band guy and an orchestra guy were telling me about this. And yeah. and it's an excellent program that I've used before. Might be better for older kids. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you know, definitely. you could definitely throw in a SoMe. But then if you're going to do that on a Google Classroom, you could just make it yourself. Yeah. But anyway, there that is a good resource. Um, smart music. Again, more geared towards secondary kids because with smart music, uh, and that does cost, It's the, the idea is that a uh, student is playing their instrument or singing into a microphone w- with the, the music online and it shows where the intonation was off. Right. So, but that yeah, is Yeah, but an if option. you're an instrumental teacher, you're doing like modern rock band kind of stuff and mm-hmm. the kids do have their instruments at home, that would definitely be something you could look into. Right. Right. All right. Brain Pop, you talked to Oh, that. yeah. So Brain Pop is a general education um, subs- subscription service, and there are some music videos. And it's fun because, I mean, the videos are really engaging, and then there's usually, like, quizzes and, like, um, activities just built right in. Um but what I was trying to figure out was how to share that with my students. If I only have my one single subscription, I don't think I can share that with students unless they also have a subscription. But if you wanted to ask them to get one, they could because it's a free one-month subscription. But if your district already does, like in my former district, we all had 
well, at my school, excuse me, they purchased a Brains Pop subscription. So right. if you've heard that name floating around there, um, there is some fun music stuff on there, specifically instrument uh, family videos, and there's some composer stuff on there too. Yes. So cool. that's kind of a good one. Um, Soundtrap is something that our district has got a license for, for yes. every kid in the district, yes. and it's great for a lot of different things. I know that some classroom teachers have been using it for podcasting uh -huh. with their kids. It's basically like GarageBand, but you can save your work. Right. And it saves to your Google. Right. Um, and then also it allows for collaboration, so you can have small groups of kids working together mm -hmm. on the same project, which is kind of cool. Yes. Something else to keep in mind, and I honestly have not researched it as much as I need to, but if you've done Kahoot or if you've done quizzes yeah. in the past and kids have already been on there, or even if they haven't, I believe that there's a way that you can do individual play with that. Oh, okay. So that it's not everybody's signing on at the same time. At the same time. I, I know that's possible with Kahoot because I know my daughter, as a homework assignment in preparation for a test in science, joined a Kahoot, and it wasn't everybody has to be there at the same time. Yeah. So I'm not sure about quizzes, but I imagine that they have that um, ability as well. Yeah. That's so. not a subscription, though. No, no, You're it's not. Around. I'm just jumping around <laughs> because you said quiz. I'm sorry. <laughs> and my brain went, oh, yeah. Oh, these Don't forget these things that you might have used in your classroom before. Right, exactly. And this is good because the kids are already familiar with it. Yeah. All right. Um, one more subscription one we should mention is Music Play, um, Music Play Online. Um, I haven't poked around that yet, but I do know that they're offering a one-month free subscription as well. Cool. And do you know exactly what that looks like, Tanya? I don't. Okay. I've just seen it on the lists of things that are that are on there. So okay. that might be one to check out as well. I'm not familiar as much with that. Okay. okay. Well, before we talk about what we plan to do, and yeah. of course it's always changing because I'm not quite, I, I don't have it all up yet. Right. But We're still working. Some, there's been lots in the music teaching community online, among Facebook, among Instagram, among music ed blogs. There has been a lot of great shout outs to things that you can do right. so we want to make sure we mention midnight music yep. katie wardrobe she has already put out some information about i mean she's always she's the music tech tech teacher yeah, so she's always too. talking about these things yeah um and so. i know she was gonna be releasing um a series of podcasts and there's one out so far and where she just kind of talking about just kind of general tech tools like Google Classroom and Seesaw and, mm -hmm. you know, just some of those general things. But she said she was going to be releasing a series of podcasts. That's awesome. So if you haven't already subscribed to Maybe you to should turn podcast, us off and go, <laughs> go listen to Katie. She knows more than <laughs> us. Um, no, it was it was really good. I listened to it right away when I saw it came yeah. out. So definitely subscribe to her podcast. That way you'll know when mm -hmm. those episodes come out. Yes. And Aileen Miracle, who we love and adore mm -hmm. and who is always up to date with all the things. She has already put out a podcast. Wait, was it a podcast or a blog um, it post? It was just a blog post. A blog post, so but it's really um, an excellent like starter. Here's some specific things that you can can do. Yes. Yes. Um, another blog that I read. Is oh, and the... she can be found, sorry, under Mrs. Miracle's Music Room in case yes. you're not already following Aileen, which you absolutely should. Right. Um, another blog post that I, I thought was good was um, at Organized Chaos, Elizabeth's blog. Yeah. Um, definitely check that one out as well. Just, again, similar similar stuff, but just the more stuff, the better, right? Right. And if, as far as Facebook goes, I really want to get specific um, I know that there's lots of elementary music Facebook groups where these discussion threads can be found, but, you know, you have to dig through stuff and not all of it's really useful. But I just recently joined Nissa Brown's Facebook group, e-learning in music education. Mm -hmm. Nissa Brown goes uh, under her name, uh, Music Ed Forward. Yeah. And this is one that when you enter that group, you do have to answer some questions, administrator questions and all that, but it's no big deal. Right. Um, and that is that group is specifically talking about online learning resources. Cool. So you might find some excellent threads in like the Kodai Educators Facebook group, the ORF Facebook group, some of the more general music Facebook groups. And those might may or may not, but it's just a lot of poking around, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I wanted to, to specifically to those say resources. Yeah. And Nissa Brown is someone I I will trust for right. sure. And yeah. 
She's fantastic. Cool. Okay. All right. So now we're going to talk about our plans so far <laughs> yeah. as they're developing. And can I can I go on my little soapbox for a moment Please here? go on your soapbox. And I, it's funny because I've seen this, this comment popping up in all of these things. You know, as music educators, I think we have to be careful to not be too good at this. I knew you were going to say that. Um, because, I mean, you guys know, you've heard us talk, Tanya and I, we are... Big advocates of active music making, community of music makers. As your primary way of learning music. Yes. It, it, and, you know, we talk about this at, for yourself, for professional development, that nothing beats an on, you know, in-person uh, training um, or going to a conference, you know, yep. rather than online training or online services. All those things are lovely in a pinch, but that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. So my personal plan, even though I really love technology and I love to incorporate technology into what I do and part of me was like yeah I got this Google Classroom and all this stuff like I can come up with lots You're of seesaw really fun. goddess right <laughs> but sure let's go with that <laughs> but at the same time for a variety of reasons and the, the biggest one being I just don't ever want an administrator or a parent or even a student to say well why don't we just do this all the time I know yeah, and I think speaking as um, more experienced music educators, yes, I I'm sure you would you would say the same. I have lived through enough um, being a teacher to see that when higher ups see that you can work okay and even great with less, then that is where they go exactly. because they're trying to save resources. Totally, and so they say, well, you know, we weren't going to screw you with. Uh, Classes of 33 or, yeah. you know, fill in the blank. Oh, but we see you can handle it. But we see it. that you can handle it and that you're actually really good at it. Right. So this is now the new normal. Yeah. No. Yeah. Don't like that. So we, we need to make sure we're still advocating for active music making. And so my goal in, in my lesson plans is to make sure there is still some component of active music making at home. Exactly. Okay. So, so speak to, to that. that. So how are you going to do that? Okay, cool. So I did, I mentioned this, um, I, I, we did, I did a little uh, post on both Facebook and Instagram, and in the comment I kind of mentioned, here's where my mind is going. Um, third through sixth, and then this is another one of my, I guess we can call it a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. I'm going to do basically the same plan for third through sixth graders, but modifying the content a little bit. Mm. Because, hey... Why not? It's going to make my life a lot easier, and it's still going to be a meaningful experience. Well, okay, and on a side note, when we're talking about, like, don't be too good at this, even though you could, I do also want to talk about um, music teachers and your own peace of mind, all right? Right. So I think, I I know my stress is a little heightened because of the situation we've got going on in the world. Yeah. Do you really want to stress yourself out over making these fantastic music lessons. I'm not saying do a bad job. No, 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 no. But do you need the extra stress of making the fabulous plan for every single grade? Exactly. Right? Right. And let's also be honest about accountability. Not yeah. not Are accountability for teachers, this? but accountability for t- students. That's why I mentioned earlier. I mean, I mean, a third of our school don't even have their devices right. yet. And is your principal really going to be looking up all... And I'm not saying that that's a reason to... I mean, have some integrity. Right. Of course. Of course. Of course. But... You know, don't don't, don't stress crazy. yourself out over this. I'm reading some things on Facebook lately where people are getting a little bit. I, I think it's stress that's just aimed in the wrong place. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay, so, so back sorry, to my plan. So third through six, they all have Chromebooks. So my plan is to do kind of a little week-long unit about stomp-inspired music. Awesome. So um, my principal's encouraging us to post something every day because that's accountability to kind of prove to parents and prove to the community, hey, yeah, we're still working. And I asked him the question, like, well, I don't see my kids every yeah. day. And he said, no, go ahead and do that. Because originally I told him I was going to have basically a week-long project, and they uh-huh. had to finish it by the end of the week with had multiple steps and he okay. was like no post each step each day and I was like ah oh, whatever okay so that's not a big deal so um Tuesday is the first day that we actually have to have something posted by exactly so and really it's only four days right because then us. we're officially on spring break right so I mean some of you might be thinking oh that's great I've got three weeks and I understand that's a different level of stress but for us we've got four days four days we've to got 
Well, we, we've got to plan for four days. Exactly. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. Yes. Okay, so Tuesday, the plan is to share some YouTube videos of stomp performances. There's okay. a bunch on YouTube. And then through Google Forms, they have to write a little reflection, and it's going to be simple things like, you know, what sounds are they making, and what are you noticing about the way they combine rhythms. And again, the form will probably be different based on the grade level. I'll can I, ask. Can I break that out and ask yeah. you about that? Because I've been thinking about doing the same thing, doing yeah. Google Form, doing exit ticket. Yeah. And then I was also thinking, well, wouldn't it be beneficial, especially for older kids, to see each other comment? But you know how I've had that problem with Google yeah, Classroom? No. I'm specifically doing this. So I'm just wondering, am I going to see lots of scripts of Shrek on right. my comments, like well, you, okay. So here's another teacher tip: turn your comments off. Well, that was going to be my work smarter, not Sorry. harder. That's okay. We have yeah. lots. Um, I I have them open for now, and I'm going to see if it gets out of hand within seconds of me inviting just third graders. Right, <laughs> third graders haven't had a Google, Google Classroom yet. Yeah. Right, so I built one for them. I invited them on. They no problem. They can type in the code. They're savvy that way. No big deal. But I had to move quick yeah. to shut down. I, and I guess I think there's a setting. Someone out there is like yelling at the radio or whatever and saying, oh, you could set that up ahead of time before they get in the classroom. Right. I haven't ex- no. done that. I just, once they're in, I'm like, mute all students. Right. Because right away, within seconds, I had the whole, hi, LOL, hey, stop commenting. Yeah. No, you stop commenting. Hey, who's commenting now? What's going okay. on? Oh, yeah, just I, turn them off. No. So, yeah, I'm planning on doing Google Form um, where they submit personally to me, and it's not something they can see each other's work on. Okay. Well, here's another question then. Yeah. Will you take the time? I mean, and you don't have to, but do you think it would be beneficial to, like, compile those and have them read them and then like read each other's read each other's but through um you know like a document that you go okay here's what your classmate said about this do you Uh, think that would further gotten that far i don't know i guess if i think about if this is mimicking what i do in my classroom when i have them do a, a journaling assignment on a piece of paper they don't read each other's Okay. So I'm kind of okay with them I not. just, uh, I, I don't want to lose that ability for them to get collaborate, collaborative about their discussion. Right. And like yeah, see, I But then I don't want to spend all of my time at home deleting exactly. LOL. Hey, yeah. you hey. No, I'm letting that go. Um, I'm trying to, again, I'm keeping it simple, right? Okay. For them and for me. Um, okay, so that, that's going to be Tuesday. Watch a video, write a response. Oh, are okay. we going to go through every day? <laughs> well, I mean, no, I'm just, I'm, no, it's not going to be that fancy. Okay. And then the next day, well, because, again, I had this in my head as a week-long project. And okay. Now I'm, I'm Breaking splitting it, down. it up. So then the next day, I'm going to have them do a rhythm composition, and this is where, obviously, it will be differentiated by grade mm-hmm. based on the rhythms they know. So I'm going to provide them with a 16-beat template mm-hmm. and kind of, I'm, I'm, I plan on doing, like, a, a screenshot, take a video of myself going through it and kind of explaining about how to compose and which rhythms take up how many beats. Oh, and speaking of that, I haven't used it yet, but I hear that a really great um, application or extension on Chrome is Loom, L-O-O-M. Oh. I hear that that's a great, like, screen casting or screen capture Mm -hmm. because you can take a video of yourself, but then you can also have it split screen so, like, you're on there as well. So, like, you're talking to them and they right, can Right, see right, right. I've never mastered that. Yeah. So, yeah, I haven't done it yet. This is, again, from Katie Wardrobe at Midnight Music. I've already downloaded the extension. It's a Google Chrome extension. So if you're oh. working through Chrome, you just get it right through there. Oh. I haven't used it yet. So okay. So no promises. Cool. So, anyways, lead them through a composition thing. They create a composition boom so that's it they're just creating it that day and then the next day i'm gonna have them find a found sound in their house and they're gonna have to take a video of themselves and send me a video of them performing now where's your video going through okay so that's what i have to figure out with because you know seesaw is easy with that but right but with chromebooks i i believe it's fairly easy to navigate because our chromebooks they have the built-in camera that they can take a video and upload it to their drive and then add it to Google Classroom. I hear it's very simple. Okay. Is it so going to be something that, that, that they can something. all see each other's? No, that's not my plan. Maybe when we all come back together, we'll, we'll show each other. I'm just stuff. wondering. Okay. I mean, honestly, I think that's intentional for me because I also don't want them to feel self-conscious about the fact that they're doing thing in their house alone 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just don't, I feel like that's an invasion of their privacy in a way that I would be But in a way, it's a way to keep their community going. Right. But this is where I'm just like. You got to give somewhere. Keep it simple. Yeah. So, and then I don't know what the last day of the project will be. Something to wrap it all up. I don't know. Man, I don't have a day by day scripted out yet. I wouldn't have either, except my principal told me I had to. Okay. So that's what I'm doing with my older kids. Interesting. And then for my younger kids, I, I, I'll i be honest, I haven't quite decided yet either, but I kind of always plan on each day having one or two things. One of them will likely be, hey, go to this YouTube video and mm-hmm. sing along with this song. Well, you can post that directly in your Google Classroom. Exactly. Or it might be me recording myself, like you've done, mm-hmm. um, singing a song, jamming out with my ukulele. And, I mean, I'm also excited because I have my own children at home with me. So I was thinking about, like, my first second grade video. I was thinking I would have my second grade daughter help yes. me do, sorry, da, sorry, da. And we would do a little video video of ourselves playing the clapping game and then yes. say okay now go that's ex- it's funny that, that you say that with sorry dad because that's exactly what me and amelia did but she didn't want to be on camera so you just see her little hands <laughs> oh no my daughter's all about it <laughs> i already told her i was like you're gonna be my my teaching assistant this week she was like okay um and then another idea i thought um for second grade specifically because we'd been working on dough was i was gonna do a little video again of myself doing this but have them get a piece of paper and just draw three lines draw a three line staff Mm -hmm. get three coins or three beans or three something three Uh little items Uh and do some staff work wow that's good and i don't know if i'll have them take a picture of it and upload it or just trust that they're just gonna do it right so that's as far as I've gotten with them. And then, again, yeah, first grade, I was thinking something similar, but just two-line staff for So and Me, because uh-huh. we've been doing So and Me a lot. Um, and then kinder, it's probably going to just be a lot of sing-along videos, to be yes, honest with you. Yes, yes. Um, I've been working on some long and short, short patterns, like yes. super early ta TT prep. So I thought maybe I could do something similar where they, they get something that they cut and make long and short short and like have them be kind of crafty at home okay but again i don't really plan on at this point having kinder first or second share that back with me and the biggest reason for that is because they have had very very little experiences with google classroom in Mm -hmm. fact i might not use google classroom at all with them Mm -hmm. so what our kinder first and second teachers are doing is they're posting assignments every day via class dojo because we use Class Dojo as a communication tool. And so I might just post on Class Dojo, hey, here are your assignments for the day, and then have links to YouTube videos okay. directly there. So there really wouldn't be a way for them to share back in that situation. Okay. If that makes sense. That does. I'm really just following the classroom teacher's lead. Like, why would I put way more effort into teaching kids how to use a platform that they don't use in their class? Right. And then I want to speak to Seesaw too. And I'm. I feel like I'm talking a lot, and then it'll be your turn, Tanya. And then I'll just be very uh, vague, and people are like, time no. to turn it off. So Woo. Seesaw, I'm struggling with, and if anybody knows this, feel free to contact me, because I do love Seesaw, and I know you can do Seesaw in the Chromebooks, but the How do you way get that them? I've set yeah. up Seesaw in my classroom is that they don't log in with their Google. They log in with the QR code, and I've done that purposefully, because that way then they're using the iPads in my room, and I'm not having them bring their Chromebooks to my class, because right. I've had all this drama in the past with kids going, I lost my Chromebook. I can't find my charger. I don't know my Google. And it's so much easier. So all that to say, I know with Seesaw, you're specifically not supposed to just send home the QR code because then they could access anybody else's work too. Yeah. Which is dangerous. So the only way they can sign in remotely that I understand is through their Google. But then I would have to kind of start. I think there's a way I can merge two classes if I wanted to have them do that. I don't know. I just... I think you're putting in way too much... Exactly. Yeah. So all that to say, in an ideal world, I would have loved to have done Seesaw with K1 and 2, but their classroom teachers haven't been doing that, and I haven't in music class Mm -hmm. either. So What about through Dojo? Can you do things through Dojo? You know, Dojo does have um, a component that's similar to Seesaw, where the kids have a portfolio, but again, the kids haven't been using it. Okay. So I'm not going to ask them... That would just take a lot more like, okay, here's a video of how to do this, you know, which mm-hmm. I don't really want to be responsible for at the end of the day. I hear you. So I don't know. I don't, is it laziness? I don't know. No, I think it, it's yeah. just it's be, no, putting it's realistic expectations on me, on the kids, and on the parents. Okay. Um, 
So that's where I'm at. That's where my head is going. Wow, you're very detailed out. That's great. Well, this is me. This is how I... <laughs> okay. And I had some time to think about it the other day, and I started kind of making some plans. So okay. that's where I'm at. So how about you, Tanya? Well, I'm not quite as fleshed out as you are. However, <laughs> because I... and Yesterday, I'll be honest, I was just... It was kind of a... I was just concerned about, like, let's get... Make sure the kids take home what they need to take home right. i mean they're not taking home anything from me but my husband craig he's like sketchbooks exactly. he's very on hand so yeah. i'm trying to help with that and getting all the kids and onto the google classroom um that was my priority and the decisions that i've made thus far is everything's going to go through that classroom yes right so even if i have them use other apps of course it's going to be i'm not going to email people everything's going to go through that classroom yeah also after getting them onto and setting them in, especially like seeing the second graders, I realized that the videos that I've been doing are an excellent way for me to keep that personal yeah, touch. Yeah. So I plan, and I've gotten really, I mean, initially when I started doing those, I'd be like, oh, I messed up, got to re-record. Oh, I messed up, got to re-record. I'm not doing that. Now I just don't even care. <laughs> yeah. Look, here's me without any makeup, wearing my concert t-shirt, and I'm doing the thing. So I'm going to be do- posting those at least these first four days where we're officially in school yeah during spring break i'm not doing anything right for this all right and after spring break remains to be seen i have a feeling we won't be going back right i, I wonder that break. too so yeah. and i'll cross that bridge when i come I've to got a couple of but other units planned in my head right so my happens. plan really with i think every grade level is i am going to make a video i mean i might have one video that goes for both first and second grade for example exactly. yeah. but i really do want to keep connected that personal connection with them and I do want to do like an opening song yeah pretty much like I've been doing there are some excellent apps that I've been using one of them is called um Apple Clips Mm -hmm. and so and I'll maybe post a video of me doing this you can put on stickers right so I've been putting on the stickers as a tone chart yeah right and leading them through some solfege things right before we sing an opening song and I can point to those stickers you know because they're they show up on the screen um they're just beach balls or soccer balls. or I mean, there's a lot of different choices. But, right. So I really think that that's, uh, since they're already familiar with that, since I've been using it for the last few months, I'm going to definitely be incorporating like, okay, now you sing with me type of thing. Yeah. There have been some sing-along type songs, especially in the younger grades, that I've been doing with them. Like in third grade, I already posted the lyrics to Rattlin' Bog, mm-hmm. right? Um I do want to do some links to maybe some sing-along videos, if they're good. I'm really kind of snobby about the videos that you might find on YouTube. Right. I just as soon, like, get my guitar and then do it yeah. myself. I assume I'll be doing a lot Plus of Plus, that keeps that, that personal connection. All right. My older kids have already been exploring apps like Beatbox and Incredibox. So I don't have a specific assignment yet that I'm going to be doing with them. Yeah. But I plan to, for the next four days, for the four days before spring break, to have like a specific do this composition type of thing. Right. Um, and I, I don't have it. I don't have it uh, pinned down yet. But even for those kids, I am going to have like, okay, here's something we all sing together. Yeah. And maybe they do it and maybe they don't. Yeah. Right. But I will have an exit ticket. Um, and I'll have that exit ticket available and I am going to try. No, my principal has not give us, given us specific marching orders with this. Right. But I think that it's in my best interest to have something every day, even though they're not coming to music every day in a real, yeah. in the real world. But I do want to have something every day for everybody. Right. I'm not going to worry about my mountain school kids because I'm not officially there right now. Right. So I'm going to let that go. Yeah. My husband is going to be there Officially, I mean, oh, that's right. Uh, so officially, unofficially, to. next week. So he's doing it, and and it's a different setup. So I have not yet made my Google, Google Classroom for three four, because at the Mountain School I have third graders and fourth graders together. That's going to look different right. than like my third graders at my home school or my fourth graders at my home school. And I also have seventh and eighth, right? right. So um, I'll cross that bridge. Uh, I think yeah. I need to get my feet wet. With just the four days that we have to do instruction. Right. And then I think I'll, I'll, 
things come to me a little bit slower with all of this. Like I just have to work it out yeah, and well, see how it flies. And again, our district was very kind to say, okay, this online ex- learning experience is not starting till Tuesday. So that yes. gives us all day Monday to plan. I know my building is open if teachers want to go in. Um, so yeah, if you're in a situation where you can advocate that for yourself, right. teacher who is listening right now, I think that's very smart because had they expected us to have this up and going on Monday, I think teachers would have been freaking out. Freaking yeah. out. Yeah. And while I will, t- I, okay, I have kind of a little bit more, a little bit specific with my older grades that I would like for Monday and maybe even Wednesday to include a listening responses. Like, here's a song to hear. Mm-hmm. What do you notice? What do you wonder? Because we've been doing this anyway, yeah. right? And the other thing that I'm kind of toying with, but I, I haven't really made a decision about it, is I was very inspired by an oak session that um, I hosted and that you were the monitor for, uh-huh. which is all about muse, musician of the month. Yes. Right? So, um, oh my gosh, we have to do a link. Adam and Richard, and I don't have their last names. Adam McLean and Richard Saunders, I yes. want to say. Right. I'm going to look you. it up on the oak guidebook right do now. Do that. So, um, yes, that was an excellent session. It was an excellent session. Um, and it's really very timely. So this, here's our, uh, don't be racist part, um, (laughs) uh, is really valuable for students to have a musician of the month rather than composer, old, Old, dead dead white white guy guy of the month. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they had some excellent, uh, resources where you can have a specific musician of the month. And I thought, I'm going to do musician of the week. Yeah. Right. So I've been, and I started doing this right when we came back from Oak. Yeah. So this past week I've been showing a lot of uh, music and we've been talking about music from Cantano Veloso, mm-hmm. who I, I just have a personal connection to just because in my own life, I've listened to a lot of Brazilian pop music. Thanks to David Byrne, lead singer of the Talking Heads, who at one time put together a um, album later label called Luaka Bop. Okay. Where he was first promoting musicians, pop artists from Brazil. Yeah. Right? So Contana Veloso is one of those. And I just got got into his music and I just thought, you know what? If I'm going to do something like this, I'm going to start with what I already know. Yeah. Right? Sure. So I thought that he would be my entry way into here's our musician of the month. And I was thinking of doing that fourth all the way on up. Cool. As far as like the online learning piece. like yeah. So I might just start with, okay, here's some more music from him because they've all already heard him. And tell me, what do you notice? What do you wonder? And that's very general and basic. So I think that's a good starting point. Right. Right. But and I think you bring up a good point because I know there's a lot of, I was looking this up, a lot of um, orchestras, symphonies in the country and around the world are doing um, free online concerts, um, oh, which is great. And yeah. I think that's wonderful. And I definitely want to tap into that. But I also think... This is such a great opportunity just to use YouTube and, of course, vet it and make sure it's appropriate. Oh, my goodness, do. Yes. But, wow, what a great opportunity. If we're going to do listening lessons, think outside of the European classical music genre. Mm -hmm. And let's make sure our kids are listening and watching videos from many different genres and many different ethnicities and, and, and locations. And let's just go for it because this is a great opportunity to do that. And you know, when they're at home in their own house, you know, you don't have that, that, okay, now I'm going to start giggling because this is something I don't know. And now it's going to make the kid next to me. Yeah. I kind of have almost wondered like, oh, if my kids are in their own home, listening to this on their own device, they might almost be more open to things. It it will be a shorter time getting over it, getting over someone different. Yes. Yes. I've thought that as well, which is another reason why I'm running with this musician of the week and why of the week. Well, because I'm thinking I'm going to be moving week, week by, by week. week. Yeah. Yes, I want to. I want to make sure I mention the the website that they've put together for this. Project. And we will definitely we will put a link in our show notes. Yeah, it's musicianofthemonthproject.com. Mm-hmm. and the the way they are um, visioning this is that this is going to be a collaborative place where yeah. teachers and students can create their own units of study about mm-hmm. different musicians and upload them to the site. It's just in its its baby phase, but it's a really awesome project. Definitely. And and these two gentlemen are. What? Their oh. names. It's at, sorry, I want to say Adam Epstein and yes. it's not. It's not, yeah. So Adam McLean and Richard Saunders. Yes. Who are from um, the Boston area. So definitely check out their work. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
All right, so now this is where we would normally do a work smarter, not harder teacher tip. And we're just going to throw a bunch that you've probably yeah. already thought about. Yeah, these are just things that are popping in our head or Online, um, work smarter, not harder. Okay, okay. so you, we've already talked about um, turn, off the, turn off the comments. Unless you want, unless you trust your students to really put out thoughtful comments, thoughtful comments and not just the, And that's why I technically still have mine on now um, with because I in every one of my classes I did a little like welcome to your you know your online Google class and please make sure you are commenting thoughtfully and only appropriately. Right. And I'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt. Oh, the good for you. However, I, I did that with my 7th and 8th graders and they taught me well. I also want to mention okay, I was going to look it up while we're talking. Um that there's different levels of turning off the comments, if you know what I mean. I, yeah, I, I, I do know what you mean, but I haven't done it. So I'm going to look at it right now so I know what I'm talking about. So you can have it, first of all, where it's totally open, where students can actually post, which means they can literally, like, post an announcement, and it's very Facebooky. Right, right? yes. So I think that temptation is too great. So I definitely turned that off. But I have been getting private comments from students that just go to my email. It's not on the page at all. Uh, well, I so don't think you that. can take that away because those are private messages. Right, and, and so... Right. When kids were asking me, but if you mute us, then how can we know? How can we ask you questions? I said, you can always do that. Yeah. So then, so, okay, I'm looking at it now. You've got students can post and comment. Definitely turn that one off. I can't imagine why you would need to have that on. Then their students can only comment, which means they can write comments on the things you post, both mm -hmm. assignments and announcements. And then you can also change it to only teachers can post or comment. Right. And when you're doing and setting all this up, there is an option for you to get an email Every time yeah, someone no, comments, turn that off. Turn that off. Okay. <laughs> For sure. I've learned the hard way. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. And then another uh, tip that I wanted to mention that you already said is that make sure you watch every, if you're going to post a video, right? Make sure you watch it all the way and make sure there's nothing problematic in there, like yep. at all. Yep. Um, I wanted to show Lizzo playing flute. Um, a couple weeks ago, I was looking at Lizzo's video and I found this one where. <laughs> <laughs> where, like, within, I don't know, like a minute and a half, you know, she was saying the female dog word quite a bit, uh -huh. which, yeah, I can roll with, but maybe I don't want to post so that. Yeah. So, you know. Um, also, I wanted to post a Billie Eilish talking with her brother. Uh, there was an interview about how that their songwriting process. Oh, how they layered all the yes, tracks to bad guy. I know, exactly. I love that video, I know. but... Can someone create a bleeped out version of that? Yeah, S-bombs every five seconds. I know. So, I mean, I mean my daughter loves it, and I, sh I don't have a right. problem. I'm her parent, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, That's funny you mentioned that. I told, I have a student at school who, I, we have a hard time connecting sometimes, and he loves Billie Eilish, and I was telling him about this video specifically and said, gosh, I would love to show it, but, you know, there's so much profanity. And he was like, it doesn't matter. We all hear those words all the time. And I was like, yeah, I know, but it job. does matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's professionalism. Maybe it was, in high school. It was an interesting conversation. That is an interesting conversation. Okay. So those are my two um, okay. very quick online community teacher tips. Got oh, it. and then my last <laughs> work smarter, not harder teacher tip was uh, keep it all in perspective. Yes. Have integrity, do what you need to do, um, don't but go don't crazy. go crazy about that. Yeah. And wash your hands. Wash your hands. And don't be racist. Don't be racist. Um, okay, I've got, on that note, I've got a couple of things that are not as profound as that. Um, so one, one of my tips, and these are both specific to Google Classroom. Um, well, I guess you could do it in other things. So we decided as an AMP team, meaning art, music, and PE, to share one Google Classroom for each class. I want to know how that goes. Yeah, it might be a mistake in retrospect, and I can say this because I know neither of them are going to listen to this podcast. So <laughs> both of my teammates, I love them dearly. They are more experienced teachers who are not at all experienced. Are you slamming us experienced teachers? No, no, no. More experienced than us. Like, uh, we're talking a couple years from retirement. Okay. So, the idea of this technology... And those are people, too. I know, and I love them. And Don't be ageist. I'm not, Tanya. <laughs> Some, I mean, incredible teachers. I absolutely adore them. However, when this whole technology thing came out, they freaked out. 
a lot. Okay. And I was oh. like, I will help you. So this was my way of kind of oh, being a well, good teammate. Well, that is good for you. You are I'm a good teammate. I'm not trying to put myself on a high horse. No, but no. It's... We also, I mean, I went ahead and created all the classrooms, and I thought, well, this is silly. I'm just going to make them co-teachers, and we're just going to call it music. Well, you know what? This makes it easy for the kids because exactly. they don't have to go, do I have art? Do I have music today? They just go to that, they go to go- one that classroom. Spot. So yeah. again, yeah, simplifying it for us. And again, this is just third through six because everything with the younger kids is going to be through class dojo so that's just something to think about um you know sharing a google classroom with other people in your building just to make it simpler for your students um and then my last tip again google classroom specific is i created um i just called it demo class and this is a place where i can create assignments and kind of play around Mm -hmm. and and practice posting and i can too now right so i made tanya a a co-teacher and so she and i can share resources so if you have someone that you want to do that with um that's a really great way to share assignments because once you've created it once, then you can share it with your other classes, yes. which is really great. Um, but on a simpler level, you know, you just want to make sure all the links are working properly. Yeah. If you're using subscription services, what does that look like on the kids' end? Mm-hmm. And I am... I was going to use my kids as my, like, demo, but exactly. this will be better. Well, it, well, and I will. So I'm, I'm going to actually um, send... Uh, add my own child child to my demo class and then grab his Chromebook and log in through his Chromebook and just always test things out. And if, I know I'm lucky because I have that opportunity, but if you have a chance, if you haven't already had to vacate your building, um, see if there's an extra Chromebook you can take home or whatever device your kids are using because it's always good to practice yes. logging in and doing the thing on whatever device the kids will be using because things come up, like the flash thing, mm-hmm. logins. So, um, you know, you don't want to put all this amazing work out there only to have a kid message you and be like, I can't access this. Yeah. Oh, and on that note, I just thought of this. If you're sharing things via Google, make sure you have the proper sharing things turned on. Yeah. I hate that as an adult, and I know it happens. Uh, that has accident. happened to me with 7th and 8th grade. It's like, I can't see this. Yeah, or somebody shares a document with you, and then you click on it, and you don't have editing rights or whatever, right. quote-unquote. So just be careful. If you're new to Google stuff, there's always ways to make sure that you can change the access mm-hmm. to whatever it is, whether it's a doc, And safe slides. share is a good place to go. Um, Say that again? What, is it called safe share? The... Um, YouTube, ver- oh my goodness, okay, I don't know enough about what I'm talking about, but Shave Share videos are ones that have already been oh. thrown on there that are not problematic, yeah. and a lot of times you can go there and not see ads right. before that, which is always good. Yeah, that um, is good. Yeah, I'll put a link to that and find out what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. We've reached the double bar line, kind of. It's more like a A the, section. Oh, it's like a sejura. C- it's like a, the pause. The railroad tracks. What do you call that in music? A grand I just a, call it a grand a pause. A grand pause. We, we Since this was a bonus This episode. is a bonus episode. We have no coda. We figure this whole episode is like one, one giant, giant coda. coda. Yes. Right. But show notes can be found at musicteachercoffeetalkpodcast.com. Um, and yes, we are all we are on Facebook, and we will be posting on Facebook. Say, tell us your favorite uh, composition, online composition things. Tell right. us your favorite. Th- we will have some things in there so people can go over there and connect, and connect, share ideas. and share your brilliant ideas as we all navigate this together. If you enjoyed this bonus episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and leaving us a review on iTunes to help others find this podcast. Um, In our next real episode, (laughs) we're going to talk about um, post-OAKE conference joy. So until next time, this is Carrie. (laughs) And and this is Tanya. Wishing you happy Happy musicking online. And wash your hands. Don't be racist.